being black is stressful, but inner peace is real. We're creating safe space for real talk about black stress and how we manage it. We do it because we love ourselves. We do it because we love you. And we do it because we love being black. Hey, welcome to Mindfulness for the Culture. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, come on. Hey, 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 now dip, now dip, now dip. I don't have a haircut today, so we gonna dip. Oh, we gonna dip. Usually, it's the Dougie. It's the Dougie? It's typically the Dougie. Hey, get it, hit it, hit it. Yes, he can't control himself. He can't control himself. Hey, Woo. All right, y'all, I'm Sonia Russell, co-founder and CEO of Special Sauce. King David Lee Walker, Jr., co-founder and chief strategy officer of Special Sauce, y'all. And we are back with some more of this mindful badassery. Yeah, we about it today. Ooh. And we have a particular. Oh, a particular kind a of particular brand. A particular kind and of mindful badassery. Come on now. <laughs> come we on. We are very, very excited. Bro. And so let me, t- okay, so. Go we ahead, have, So here we have Dr. Oh. Dr. Please Put know. some respect on the name. Let's go. Dr. Sean Jenright here today with us. Um, now, I have known Baba Sean, as I like to refer to him, for years now. Like, we haven't orbited in the same circles in a little while, but back in the day, we were doing the CARES mentoring and wellness. And, yep. and there's always been an amount of grace mm. that I've experienced in your presence that I have always loved. There's something about you that is confident and powerful and also inclusive mm. and welcoming that I have always appreciated about being in your presence. And so I am excited for us to be partners Ooh. with Flourish and to be talking yes. about Sean real time. Plus that new book Come is on, giving now. me life. Everything it I is need. giving me life. Yeah, funny. We're going to talk about this book so, later. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about the book too. But, so, but David Lee is going to tell us about the credentials Come, for real. Because y'all know that for us, like lifting up the credentials and the compassionate heart is important because yeah. all too often, you know, folk equate mindfulness and spirituality with woo-woo. And it's not that at all. Um, I mean, maybe there's some parts of that. And there's some parts where there are folk who are leaning into these spaces who are really doing big things in the in the universe and on the planet. And mindfulness supports them and spiritual uh, groundedness supports them in being and doing that work. And so excited to have a doctor, put some respect on the name. Come on. Uh, Sean Jenner right here with us, who is one of the nation's leading innovators, provocateurs, and thought leaders on African-American youth youth activism and youth development this is amazing for us because we focus a lot on black futurism Mm -hmm. and there's no other place to put that energy when you think about black futurism than in our youth that is Mm -hmm. the best place for it to go dr sean is also a professor of education in the africana studies department and a research senior senior research associate at san francisco state university where his research examines the ways in which youth in urban communities navigate through the constraints of poverty and struggle to create equality and justice in their schools and communities. Y'all, mindful badassery. Dr. Sean Jenright is also CEO of Flourish Agenda, a national nonprofit consulting firm whose mission is to design strategies that unlock the power of healing and engage youth of color and adult allies, because it's all important that we're all involved, in transforming their schools and communities. We talked about this brother being a, a, a prolific, what's the word? Proliferate, is that the word? Prolific. Prolific, yes. come on, help me out now, prolific yes. in his writing. This brother received a prestigious Fulbright Senior Specialist Award from the State Department for his outstanding research and work with urban youth 
and is the author of a book that is actively changing my life, Sonia, and I know oh yours and yes. many folks' lives. The yes. Four Pivots, That's right. Reimagining Justice, Reimagining re Ourselves. ourselves. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the Four Pivots, Reimagining Justice, Reimagining Ourselves. If you have not copped it, you need to cop it. Get with it. I, I also highly recommend the audio book. Come on. Just all of That's where you can really get some of that, some more of that yes. dope personality yes. uh, through that podcast. Yes. This king has also wrote Hope and Healing in Urban Education, How Activists and Teachers Are Reclaiming Matters of the Heart, has also written Black in School, Afrocentric Reform, Black Youth and the Promise of Hip Hop Culture, and was the co-editor of Beyond Resistance, Youth Resistance and Community Change, New Democratic Possibilities for Practice and Policy for America's Youth, and in 2010, published Black Youth Rising, Activism and Radical Healing in urban America. Y'all listen. The this king blah, blah. has been Y'all y'all gonna make me like you you blowing this up too much. Man. No, we not we ain't I'm blowing up a, enough. I'm just a I'm Let's... just a brother trying to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. <laughs> and you're doing it and you're also <laughs> and you're impacting because when I first moved to Oakland, Baba Sean was one of the first people that I met. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, I don't again I don't look up to a lot of people, especially there's not a lot of men that I look up to. Mm. This king is definitely one because he sure is enough. actively creating that etch in the sand that I can actually get my start from and kind of edge off into my own individualized like expression of who, who and how I'm supposed to be. But I get the benefit of seeing it in real time and in action through the way that you are living and mm. being and what you're offering. So I'm amped that we are talking to this king today. Yes. I get the opportunity to experience this king on a regular basis. Y'all get it today. Um, and so I'm going to be quiet so y'all can get that. Much thanks, y'all. We're thankful to have you here. Sure enough. Thank sure you. Enough. Thank you. Thank you for blessing each of us. And thank you for blessing our listeners because we already know you about to drop some nuggets. Yes. Let's go. All the way. No pressure. Well, I, no, no pressure. No pressure. No, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No. Well, hey, I'm glad we could, you know, I'm glad to be here. Good. I yeah, hope I can answer y'all questions. Oh, you got it. You got it. You got it. That's the easy part. That's the easy part, right. really. All the stuff you did before we got here what? was the hard work. Okay. Okay. We just socializing at this point. Just socializing. But uh, let's talk about where you grew up, Bob Sean, and what you were like as a kid. Where did I grow up? Um, well, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, two beautiful parents. Um, and my father moved out to Riverside, California when I was really young. When me and my brother were really young, I was probably five or six. Mm -hmm. And so most of my childhood was um, uh, in Riverside, California. Um, and we were, my dad was a factory worker. My mother stayed at home. Um, and my father used his GI Bill to buy us a house in Riverside. It was a really you know, working class neighborhood where, you know, you would play in the streets till the street lights came on. This is the kind of neighborhood, like now the kids don't do this, but we used to play f football in the streets. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and you fall, like, you know, now they got like padded playgrounds and stuff for kids. We didn't have none of that. You know, this is the kind of neighborhood where you take shoes and you wind them and you throw them yes. on the... And on you the, fall and you get busted down to there the you go yeah down <laughs> to, the to, to, to the white meat you know and you bet not yeah. going to house crying either yeah there you go you know <laughs> so i grew up very working class and that working classness is an important part of who i am mm. because um there was a point at which 
that neighborhood that I grew in, I grew up in, um, I learned a lot about just being black. I learned a lot about you know, grinding through stuff. I learned a lot about creativity. I, I remember we used to play, this is before video games, y'all. And even if video games, now this is all before video games, so I don't know how young y'all listeners are, but we used to play, we used to take um, um, little cars and we used to build little houses in my backyard for the toys. Sure we, we used to build clubhouses in the field in the back. Yes. Um, yes. We used to just, we used to catch lizards and have like a little zoo like we just entertained ourselves, you know what I'm saying? There's a place in there's a place in Riverside. Oh man, y'all is bringing it back. This place in Riverside called the River Bottom, okay. and it's where a river would come on the outskirts of the city, and we would drive. We would take our bikes down there and play all day. We'd go fishing, catch crawdads. We do all kind of stuff. Love that. Yeah. So that. Um, yeah, that's in Riverside though. Y'all. Yeah, Riverside. People act like California don't go back. But, yeah. You know, we be doing stuff over here, too. All right, now. Let me know if you know from the <laughs> South, bro. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. All right, so tell us what you're doing in the world now. What am I doing in the world now? Um, Besides changing our lives with a book. Okay. Well, what I'm doing now, Ooh. actually, is I'm wearing pink socks. Okay. You see the pink socks? Yes. So I realized that someone told me, when you wear shoes, you're not supposed to wear white socks, so you wear pink socks. You know, colorful socks. And I know, see? Colorful socks. <laughs> colorful socks. Um, but that has nothing to do with the question. But actually, it does have a lot to do with the question. The colorful socks. So it's like, you know, how do we always learn and change who we are no matter what, right? Come so on. I grew up Come with, on. I grew yes. up wearing white socks. White mm-hmm. socks. And so Nedra, who's my wife, and some friends said, hey, you should be wearing some colorful socks. So I was like, I would never wear colorful socks. Right, but you know, I could define. I could continue to expand and define who I am. So that's what. That's my latest rendition of who I am. Um, I'm trying to heal the world, y'all. Oh yes. I'm trying to heal the world, y'all. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. Um, nothing less than uh, healing the world, where everybody has the opportunity and the right to be well. Mm. And so, um, in my own way. I am writing, speaking, building tools and toys so that people have permission and pathways to be well. Um, and so I'm doing that in a way that's I'm most familiar with, which is writing and speaking. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not I'm not relegated to that. So there are other things that I might want to do, like wear pink socks to make people oh, heal, right? Let's go. Let's go. But but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to think deeply about, you know, how are people harmed? What causes trauma? What holds us back from being fully human mm-hmm. and our full human potential, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and how do we begin to erode and move away those things that tarnish our beautiful breasts, right? That, on, that just that cover us up. And so I like to think of my my work as kind of like, you know, removing the tarnish so that the the, the brass or the chrome polishes us. So we walk around with so much tarnish that we think is we just no, think is normal right. to not shine. Come on, <laughs> right? come on for bringing back the brilliance. Yeah, help we, us bring yes. back the brilliance. Yeah, we think it's normal to not shine. And yeah. so I I kind of see my work as 
Like, no, it's not normal to not shine, y'all. Black youth, it's not normal to to um, uh, be thinking about your funeral. It's not normal to have shame of your thick lips and kinky hair. That's not normal. It's not normal to be ashamed because your mama is substance abusing. No, that's not normal. Like, you need to have brilliance. And so that's what my work is about. Okay, so... That's it. <laughs> Just real, real quick. Yes, I'm just going to lift up a couple of things real quick. So you said something. I would love for you to repeat it again. Tools and tools that provide pathways and permission and permission, permission to be well. That permission piece for real. Come on, is now. a real piece. I wanted to make sure you repeated that because yeah. that, that's that's something to really lift up. But as you, even as you were talking about how you grew up as a kid, there was, you mentioned the word creativity. Mm. Creativity is one of um, the principles of Kwanzaa mm-hmm. and also as you talked about the work that you're doing it brings up another principle of Kwanzaa collective work responsibility mm-hmm. it brings up another principle of Kwanzaa unity mm-hmm. it brings up another principle of Kwanzaa your level of clarity and just how clear and laser focused you are on why, on the work that you're doing while you're here it relates back to Nia purpose mm-hmm. That's right. so we lifted up his brother's uh, competencies earlier through his, through his, through his bio, um, and we know his heart. Um, and you all, as listeners, wanted to share that this king is literally leaning into a living um, the principles and the values that our app was built upon. Our mm-hmm. app was built on three different sets of guiding mm-hmm. principles. The principles of the Guzo Salo, which mm-hmm. we celebrate in the U.S. as Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. The second one being the principles of, of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And the third being... Um, the principles of Ma'at, which mm-hmm. is a, an ancient comedic symbol. Lifting that up because this king, I don't think he knew that before we asked right. him to be a part of our our mindful badassery series for our podcast. And this brother is actively living, actively living. the principles living. that we are living through mm-hmm. our app and through our through our entire company. To be quite frank, so mm-hmm. thank you uh, for just we ain't even five minutes in. <laughs> and this brother is already speaking to the values that we've identified that black folk have been leaning into for years. Yeah. And now sure we get to put some intention on there. You are clearly putting intention on the the ones that that I lifted up. And I know as we talk yeah. more and more will come out. But I wanted to take an opportunity just to yeah. lift that up because that's a yeah. real thing. That's a big thing. I say, I say to that. And I love that so much to, to be <clears throat> in an intention of trying to heal the world. Mm is so far it's so far beyond a self-serving it is self-serving right because we all do better when everybody's doing better like yep. that's just real life right yeah. but there's something about having an intention to heal the world from a place of acceptance and empathy and inclusion. and inclusion right that mm-hmm. is just it's why whenever i'm in your presence i understand that feeling of being included it's right? real because it, it's real. It's it's an energy that you emit, mm. right? And I love that. I love everything about that. And if this brother never did a <laughs> thing, if he never if he never accomplished or did a thing, Baba Sean, the energy that you exude is more it's than so enough to be mm. transformative and to be healing. Because yes. everybody feels energy. Yes, mm. it, it happens. If you didn't write a book, if you didn't speak at a conference, if you didn't deliver mm-hmm. a keynote, if you just walked around the planet being who you are. 
the healing would still happen, and we get the benefit of knowing that you are, you, but but that you are writing books. And that right. you are well, I, I think I think we should I think we should do this once a week, so it makes me feel good. You know what I'm saying? We got you, right? Because I don't, you know, once a week, and then I'm like, here it is every every week. Then I would feel better about myself. You know what I mean? That's right. We're about it. We're about it. No, but this this work is is um, it's a, it's a life's work, and I think from a child, I, well, as a child, I knew when I was in middle school or high school that I really wanted my work. I wanted to focus on young people. I didn't even know what it meant. Then when I got to college, it crystallized because I saw black young people suffering, and you know, created this oasis of what we we didn't even call it healing at the time. We called it leadership development. But it was basically giving black youth um, a refuge, a sanctuary to discover themselves and heal from the ways that our society had harmed them, right? Mm-hmm. And so for doing that for 20 years and, and really seeing, like really y'all, seeing people transform in five days, mm-hmm. uh, when you see that over and over and over again, and not just the young people transforming five days, but the adults transforming five days. When you see that, then you know what's possible. Right. Then you really know what's possible. And so um, part of my journey is to um, know what's possible. That Now that I know what's possible, I can't just sit on it. I have mm. to, I have to my responsibility is to sort of think about that as it relates to the future, right? Like how do we actually take whatever happened there and just be obedient. I told someone, um, I told someone, um, I don't remember what it was, like last month, and they asked me, asked me some questions, and I said, my greatest um, challenge is to be courageously obedient. Mm. And that just means to, that everything I've done, you know, is just being obedient. That's it. And be, be courageously obedient. So when I say uh, I'm trying to heal the world, that means I'm leaning into a courage that I can do it. And the obedience that if I work, walk on that path, the seas will part for Ooh. it to happen. And that's, the, and that's the only way I can talk about you know, the work that I've been able to do. So y'all know I come from the Baptist tradition. I'm trying so hard right now not to be the amen quarter or running lap in this, in this space that we're in right now. I'm going to hold it together. But that's a word, y'all. Courageous. Right. Obedience. Mm-hmm. Right. Courage is, is the root that's in there. Bold. Audacious. Mm-hmm. That's right. Being willing to lean into something that's bigger than self. Yeah. It's requiring more than self to get it done. Mm-hmm. Community. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And for the record, if y'all listen to Baba Sean's book, The Four Pivots, or read it if you're gonna go that route. Um, you know he didn't just wake up like this. Like he's been doing the work for decades. He's been. Doing I woke up like this. Hey, I woke up like this. Hey, I woke up like this. Yes, I did. But he has been putting in the work. He has pushed through those times when it didn't seem like he was working out. It's gonna work out. He's pushed through those times of fear and uncertainty and <clears throat> and still stood in this courageous obedience, mm. right, to get to yeah. the next level, to get to what was next. And I, I love everything about that. Like, there's just so much modeling in that that gives us what we were just talking about, the permission to lean into being our own best selves. Permission. Yes. Permission, yes. tools, pathways, mm-hmm. and tools. All of it. All of it. Come on. Come on now. Y'all, sure. we get, I'm telling y'all, 
Y'all getting this podcast for free. Um, and so I, and since you're getting it for free, I need for you to share it with at least three or four people who can also have access. And if you don't share the podcast, share the word about the book. Mm. Share the word about the book, y'all. That's where the meat and that's where the magic is. And that is the that is the latest rendition of the magic that Baba Sean has uh, so graciously decided to share with the masses. Um, right. And get on it. It's accessible. Like it's literally tools, yes. toys, yes. pathways, and permissions that I've actually used in my life. Like and Monday. Today. And, and today is Wednesday. Today. Just so y'all know, two days. Exactly. Exactly. You know the the I've done podcasts about the book, but I don't usually talk about this part of the book. Like, why did you write the book? And I write. Hey, I'll talk about it. Well, oh. What's the book? Because da 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 da. But the the. You know, I, I talk about Nedra and the friends. You know, they pushed me to write something. But there's some there's a story I don't tell that often, and the real core of the book it came from losing two dear friends in this city who were committed to justice. Mm-hmm. One of us, one of them, we created a school together, um, and then I don't know if you remember Brother Javad Chahi. Brother Javad, when mm-hmm. he passed away, mm-hmm. I mean, just dear, dear brother, dear sister um, that passed away that started a school. And for me, it was like, oh, like, how can they be so committed to justice? They're so down, but why, why were they taken, right? And it was because part of, a, part of my own reflection as a community, we didn't give them permission mm. to be well. Mm. We didn't give them. It was like you had to be down. You had to grind. You had to, you know, you had to show up even when you was tired, right? To get the mm, respect. You dropping some wisdom right now. You, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, part of that guilt, I, I don't know if it's guilt, but my own reflection and lesson and how I contributed to a culture that wasn't sustaining ourselves for justice was kind of the core behind the book. Like, what is it, what is it that we need to do and it's different, y'all, because if you read and think about a lot of the ways that we talk about justice historically um, and even engage in justice, it's all about the work. It ain't nothing about, Mm-mm, you know, except for smart. Howard Thurman's Mm-mm. work, right? Except for Howard Thurman's work. Um, mo- must, mo- most of it is how we need to be in the world fighting for justice, and, mm-hmm. and, and which is important. But what I've learned is that's, that's half of the equation. Mm. And it's like, who do we have to be to do that? Right. <laughs> right? Who do we have to become in order to fight and to demand justice in ways that are sustaining our souls, sustaining our families, our communities, and the movement, right? And sustaining <clears throat> the ones doing the healing work through self-care. Mm-hmm. That's real. And there was a message in there, y'all. I want to make sure y'all get it. If there are folk in your lives that you know are actively, and even if you don't know them, but there are folk who are actively doing liberation, healing work. Show some grace and some compassion because they are also China. human. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. Sean talks bu- about accountability and grace. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some accountability, grace. but there has to be there some grace. There has to be Absolutely. some grace in there because if folk are tired mm. and the expectation is that they show up, nobody's winning. Yeah. Because you're not getting their best and they're not offering their best. And right. so give grace to your folk who are doing this this healing work, light work. And if you are someone listening who's doing this life work, exercise some self-care, please. Because we need you and want you around yeah. That's real to be able to sustain That's right. the work that you are being 
That's first, right. and then doing secondary. That's right. That's right. Woo. Come on okay, now, y'all. So we having church. We, <laughs> seriously, church. So let's let's <laughs> let's get in it. Okay, so let's talk about what stresses you out, though, Barbershawn. Like, what is stress? Like, I, you're doing work in it the stresses world. Stresses me out. Oh. Right, that brings some stress. But what stresses you out, and how does it show up in your body and in your life? Uh, I think there's some things that stress me out that is, that's like, you know, normal, which is. Um, when I overcommit to things Come on. and I don't have boundaries, oh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, so God. like, you, you know, like I said, I was going to do that. I said, I was going to, well, now I got to go do it, but I don't want to do it because I don't want, you know what I'm saying? And so like, some of it is yeah. like that and you know, it, you know, it has been commitments. Like I got to get on an airplane and be gone for three days type commitments. Like I got to go. And that stresses me out. Um, what else stresses me out is when I I have a way that I what I learned about myself probably over the past two or three years is I have a way I I, I have a way of seeing how people see me, mm. right, mm-hmm. right, and I, I I I kind of I have an awareness of that, and so part of my own work is to be okay when people don't see me the way I think they should see me, mm. which is they're not happy with that decision right. or they're not, or they're disappointed in something I d- said. And this is mostly around the work the, the organizational work or the work I do on campus mm-hmm. is um, wanting to please people. So I get stressed out when I have to make a decision or do something where I know everybody won't be happy. Oh, <laughs> you feel me? Yes. That that, that that gets me, you know, mm-hmm. pretty stressed out. Uh, and it's clear where it shows up. Um, I just finished an article. I'll, it's it's going to be in the nonprofit quarterly, and it's called. <laughs> y'all ready for this? Let's go. I'm, I don't know if they're going to accept the title, but here's what's called. It's called a middle finger to oppression. Come on now, that's. I thought you were going to say, hell yeah. <laughs> slash, yes. it's called Middle Finger to Oppression, slash uh, rest the pathway to real justice or something like that. Uh, yes, because what yes. you could have said was, <laughs> can I get out one F-bar? Yes, you don't get it. Fuck it. Like, fuck that oppression. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you could have been saying. That's but, what it's about. But you were polite and you yes. said middle finger. Middle <laughs> so finger. I'm Come, on. Come on. And it Good. just talks about rest uh, yes. and rest inequality Ooh, and how yes. it mostly sits... In our community, so for me, um, where stress sits is shoulders are tight, and I don't I don't sleep. I I, I um I I go to I go to bed, but I don't rest. Mm. That's what has hap- That's kind of how I carry stress, you know, tossing and turning, and and so um, I don't really get. You probably have to ask Nedra this, but. My perception of myself when I get stressed in my family is that I just hide it. Mm. it I just kind of push it down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even so, you know, Nedra. You talk probably, about that a little bit in the book mm-hmm. about yeah. having those moments and Nedra being like, "What is going on?" Yeah, and you have been kind of yep. Try to push it away. So one of the things we didn't mention, excuse me, yeah, yeah, yeah. was that um, this king not only is a king, but he is also a husband and a father. And so he is a family man. A family man. So on top of a father, he loves a father his wife and his babies, <laughs> who are his who are, grown babies, his grown, <laughs> who are grown babies, empty nesters now. So 
just add that context mm-hmm. <laughs> to everything else that this sure king enough. is doing, which I know this this king to be, like you said, a family man, like that's the important shit. Yeah. And so everything else is orbiting with within that. And so you have this you have this king who is holding down home and then also healing the planet. <laughs> that's some sure. stress for that ass. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real, man. I, I mean there's no way that anything I could do would be without my partner Nedra. Mm-hmm. Like she she makes th- she does things that I don't even know to make the things I do possible. Come on, like I don't even know all she do. That's right. But I know all of a sudden I, I can do this thing. <laughs> well it sounds like we about to have a relationship yeah. podcast. You know what I'm saying? Relationship. So that's, that's for real, funny. y'all. Like when I that's told her out when I was gonna write a book. The first thing she said was, why are you going to write another book? Please don't write it. Because she knew that it's going to take time right. out of my out of our lives. Like, I got to be writing, you know, a certain amount of hours a week. I'm not around. I'm, You know what I mean? So she was like, okay. When, you know, so it's so I, I wrote it. Ass was in the seat. Fingers on the keys doing it. But it was only because she had made space in our life to make so that I could have three days on, to man. just not do shit. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Thanks. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? Now, that's what writing is. Mm-hmm. It's days with just thinking about shit. It ain't like you're just writing the whole time. Right. So anyway. Well, let me just say, Mama Nedra, thank you so much. Yes. Because we are the beneficiaries of we all beneficiaries. of the ways that you've made for Baba Sean to get done what he is doing out here in the world. And what you are doing in the world too, so thank right. you. Right, and we're gonna have her on too. Let's 100%. Be clear. Let's be clear. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, yes. let's go. Yes. Oh Got boy. To. Let's go. Got let's to. Go. <laughs> um, so tell me about Michelle, about how you manage the stress. We know you've got healing the world and family and writing and giving the middle finger to oppression. <laughs> like. So how you manage all that, all that stress? Ooh. I don't know if I should say this, but I'm gonna just say it. Okay. Uh. Well, I'm gonna start with the first three. So I love sailing. Oh, yes. I like. We got black men out here sailing, y'all. Black folk out here sailing, y'all. Let's go. I mean, yeah, it just. And I've only seen the photos. Waiting for my invite, I'm gonna just. Uh oh. Oh yeah, we took that boat out last week. You see that boat right behind us? We took that out last week, man. It was nice. Um, I swim and exercise like pretty regularly, like you know, a few days a week. And the third is, I love making love to my wife. Well, come on come now. On, come on now. That's relaxing. Listen. So I, I hope y'all listen. I'm glad you said that. Hell yeah. Now, come on. Come, come, on. Can I get... come on, Barbara. Yes, sir. I mean, so, you know, those three things in rotation. Come on. Regu- ro- come on. A reg- in rotation. <laughs> in a regular rotation. A regular diet of that. <laughs> a regular, <laughs> regular diet of that. I'm cool. Yes. So y'all yes, get y'all get ready for the Power Couple podcast because it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> So now, now I like to hear what you, what Nedra said. Hey. Yes, I love it so much. I love that, and I love everything about how you're managing your stress all the way. Was that too much um, personal business? That was perfect. That was perfect. Okay. That's how we out here it was doing real. it. That's right. personal it's business. Authenticity and real. That's real life. Um, so then tell me, in addition to those things, what else are you doing in the world <sighs> that kind of keeps you sane, right? That's like keeping you balanced. And Yeah, I mean... Wow. Okay. So there's a couple things. So my, um, so my father passed away of COVID. Um, Nedra's father is, um, is, has dementia and is now living with us. And my mother's 80 through 80. Yeah. She's 80 years old. So my, my folks are getting older. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> that keeps me grounded on the present, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it just keeps me like, oh, okay. Like, it just keeps me focused and grounded on what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do when I wake up is I sit on the side of my bed and I just take three gratitude breaths. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just gave that the title. Come on. Yep. <laughs> but I take a deep yep. breath and I just say, I'm so thankful for this breath. Mm-hmm. And then I do it again. I say, and I'm so thankful for this breath. And I do it three or four times until I feel like the energy of gratitude is 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 working through me. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I give thanks for as many things as I can think of. Um, and then I I say a prayer of protection and guidance. I get up and pee and start my day. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so, 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 that was that too much? No, it's perfect. But man. it's the truth, it's man. It's the truth. That's, that's right. That's right. before you pee. Look, that's get, right. Get, I mean, the first fruit. That's, that's, that's the make, truth. Make, make that a tagline. Get it in before you pee. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to have to come back that's in. That's the like, truth. For real. Because literally, like, we're, we're, it's we're, the first thing I do. we're planning about the first fruits. But what I know about Sonia, Sonia and me both is that before we talk to a person, before we pick up a phone, oh, yeah, yeah. before we do a thing, we breathe, we give yeah. thanks, we pray, we yeah. offer yes. our first fruits yes. to the universal yeah. presence, like whatever you want to call that. Absolutely. And that's a real thing because here's the thing. There are messages and things that are coming at us all day yeah. long. Yeah. And if we can be sentinels at the guard of our, at the guard of our consciousness and our yeah. heart before we even have any of those messages, we are Good. Yeah, right. man. Yeah. So yeah, do it before you pee. Yeah, yes. do it before you pee. That's the <laughs> truth. You can't remember shit else. Do it before you pee. Yes. So y'all got me telling my business out here. Lord have mercy. I'm putting it in front. Y'all got me talking about my business. Helpful business though, because again, we are y'all told me to keep it real. One hundred, and you are doing that. We are saying that mindfulness is accessible. And yes. some, I'll go back to my other, my, my earlier point. People think mindfulness is, is, is woo-woo. They think you got to, you know, mm. have one long braid hanging down and with your legs <laughs> crossed and an and earring in your nose and in the Himalayas. But you can be your authentic self mm. and how you are authentic and what that means and be mindful. There's no way to separate the two yeah. unless you decide to separate the two. But do it before you pee. Like, that's some real shit. That's, that's, like, it's the first thing. It's, you know, it's not like I'm 20 minutes. It's just like right, exactly. just open your three, eyes. four minutes, right. you know. I open my eyes and say, oh, God, thank God. Like, just because I'm, I'm presently aware. Yeah. I am aware that I have woken up. 100%. Yeah. Right? I'm it, above ground this day. Yes. Thank God. And it don't take yes. all day, y'all. It don't take all it day. It don't take yeah. all day. It don't take all day. You can get it in before get you pee. Get it in before you pee. Get it in before you pee. I'm going to owe you for that because you yeah, will you know see what I'm that saying? again. To so so take three breaths, <laughs> just three breaths, that. right? Mm-hmm. Or yep. do it while you pee, whatever. Whatever it is. You know, and swimming also like I didn't, I used to, I did swimming for just exercise, but mm-hmm. I realized even like as equivalent to that is because swimming is mostly about breathing. It is. It's like you learn technique, but it's all about breathing and rhythm. And, and after I've been, I've been swimming for, you know, 10, 15 years now. And so the thing that I realized about breathing is that after you're swimming for a while, you are completely in the zone and you're just at one breathing, yes. right? You're literally not thinking. 
and you're, fl- you know, you're gliding through the water. And there's just so many principles that I get, like, like, um, res- like this, the concept of resistance. Like the whole thing about swimming is to be mindful of how your body's positioned so that you have flow, right? <laughs> Least resistance. Um, and, it, and if you start, <gasps> that's, that's it. fighting it actually creates resistance. So there's so many, so that practice I started as exercise, physical exercise, but also re- realized that swimming is m- actually mostly mental, right? It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's definitely mindfulness. And breathing, y'all, is free ninety nine. It is free ninety nine. We all have access to it. Yes. And I like that you shared that, Baba Shama, because it is the breathing is the fundamental piece of a lot of things that we are involved in. Mm-hmm. I sing. You're not going to be singing without having your breathing. Mm-hmm. I cycle. It's not about the capacity of my muscles. It's mm-hmm. about how much capacity of air I can bring in to support mm-hmm. my muscles doing what they have to do. So y'all, breathing, it's a real mm-hmm. dope. Powerful, accessible, free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Mindfulness mm-hmm. practice that we all can do. Just take yeah. a moment to stop and breathe before we smack somebody. Yeah, yeah. And a deep breath will change your life. One hundred percent. Change your life. Come on, Baba Sean, I hear dropping Baba Sean. magic. Oh, Lord, okay. um, we put a little pressure on you. You it seems like that pressure didn't do nothing because you coming all the way through with all the. I'll t- tell you about my business. Oh Lord. So then. We're coming to our t- end of our time together, but we need to know. It's important for us to have a conversation about what's on your playlist. And I know it's dope. We need to, you know, music. Black people use music for so oh, many things, right? Man. Like, it is part of our DNA, right, to be grounded and present in music. And so I know you I know you guys. Come on. And let me oh, show you man. I, I, have, I have had the pleasure of spending some social time with this king, and I know the playlist is popping. Oh, man. Yeah, I sure. know it's popping. Oh, so... <laughs> Okay, my playlist. Um, well, definitely starts with Maze. Come on, right? Come on. Um, you know, ha- come on, happy people time. everywhere. Yeah. Like that song when you just come on, <laughs> man. You can't help but just get in the groove. Oh man, um, there has to be some um, Donny Hathaway. Yes. You know, I've been listening a lot lately to Prince. Yes, uh, my uh, man. You know, let me see who else. Um, you know who I've been listening to also lately is um, um, oh, sh- uh, now this is new. This is a new, but this cat named Masego. Masego is like this Afro 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 beat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's he's pulling from a Donny Hathaway and putting some Afro beat. It's, it's really nice. Oh, so you know about the music. And then, yep. and then, and yep. then, of course, it, you know, you know, just reggae. So of course, you know, Bob Marley, Stephen mm-hmm. Marley, mm-hmm. and and I put that in the mix. But that's not. That's just like my own personal mix. Like, party mix on the deck, when my house is a different situation. You know, okay. that's Parliament. Oof. You know. Oh. You know, that's a whole nother. A that's time. funkadelic. A good time. Yeah. You know. Funk is real. Funk is real. Yeah, yeah, all that. So. I love it. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Baba Sean. We could go on. Like, I feel like we got to have a part Around two. Around two, 100%. There's so many. There's so, okay. But we're going to focus. We got power couples coming up. We got power couples coming. We're going to have Mama Nedra on here just because we need to know her. Just 100%. Her. Yes. yes, that would be a whole different place. And then we'll have you back. You probably going to let her hear this and then she's going to... Go. He said oh, that. Well, he, said, he said this. Well, he said Let he me tell you real truth. Right. 
<laughs> and that is Mama Natural Injury all day long, too. Love, <laughs> it. love it. I love it. Whew. It has been a pleasure. Listen. It is a pleasure to know you, to be living this time, walking this path of healing the planet with you. I love everything about that. I'm happy to have you here with us. David Lee, this is a good time. It's a good time. You're doing a damn thing. And I love you, Baba Sean. For I real. love y'all. Real. Thank you for having me. And you know what? This is truly badassery. Mm-hmm. Hey, you lived it we did. I say it right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. you did. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> well, listen, y'all. We love ourselves. We love y'all. And we love being blickety blickety black because it's beautiful. Blackity right. black. This has been Mindfulness for the Culture. Let's go.